Welcome to IdeaGen TV live from Miami. I am honored and privileged to be here today with Brian Hecker, Senior Director of Basketball Analytics and Innovation at the Miami Heat. Brian, welcome. Thanks for having me here. You know, Brian, it's um, my concern about this interview is that you've been with the Heat for 21 years and had to have started at three years old. So how is that even possible? Um, oh, I'd, I'd love to say that that was the case, but um, just been a fortunate situation. It's incredible. I'd love if you could kindly, you know, for our global audience, the millions of people that will watch this interview, if you could introduce yourself and discuss a little bit about your experience in basketball analytics and how it's evolved over the years. Yeah, so I've been, um, my, my background is coaching. So I coached in college for 11 years, and I've been with the Heat now, as you mentioned, for 21. And one of my strengths or the things that I relied upon was looking at, then it was statistics. And when I first came to the Miami Heat, there was already a system in place, but we were calling it statistics. I mean, that goes to Pat Riley, to Eric Spolstra. So there's not any credit for me to take there. That's just what was already in place in the forward thinking. And then I just became someone who understood the numbers, what we could use, um, essentially what became actionable. And then it's progressed and it's progressed into the position I have now, which is having a team underneath me that's working with machine learning. And we'll go into all that, but it's really just, I've seen that progression over the last 20 years and it's been fast and significant. You know, what I find fascinating about this is that you, or coach, that's not traditional, is it? For your line of work, not not in, in, in analytics. I mean, you know, I, I have um, you know, I have the opportunity had had the opportunity to be in a locker room to work with players, and and then to have the conversation or be in the room, so to speak, as opposed to just crunching numbers and looking at data. Because really, basketball data could be data in healthcare. It could be data is data in a way, um, but just. It allows me to bring a little different perspective to it. At the same time, I can't do the things that my team can do. I don't have that, that training in that background. So there, there's a nice blend in order to, to help everyone in the organization. What do you mean by that? I mean, there's specific, specific skill sets when it comes to whether it's, you know, using our data scientists for machine, machine learning models, whether it is our data engineers, our front-end and back-end software developers, our analysts. There's, there's so much that goes into just creating a simple dashboard, but they may produce a dashboard that makes complete and total sense to them as, as a good visualization. But then I look at it as a coach, which is, you know, let's say 90% of our audience um, and they may look at it. It's just too complicated. It's too complicated. It's so it's a matter of, again, what's actionable? What can we use? What matters? What doesn't matter um, in, in the moment? You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, the, you come across all of these platforms uh, that could apply to any business. And you look at it and you say, well, that's great. But I think it's a little bit too complicated. Like, am I really going to be utilizing this? Is it actionable? Yeah, and, and that's actually one of the most important things that, that we kind of always grasping, and that is it doesn't matter the, the, the age of an individual that maybe you're working with in your organization. It has more to do with what their background is and who's your audience and understanding that aspect of it. So, you know, part of it, 
is just how do we share that information? We're not making it for us. Right. And the, at the end of the day, and this is probably a thing that's gone across analytics in particular, or, or sometimes you hear that struggle within sports, right. and that is analytics, the way we use it in our organization, it's just a tool. No different than a tool is watching video. A tool is working and understanding a particular player. A tool is knowing the health of a player. So data is just another tool that helps a decision. It doesn't decide what you should do. It doesn't decide what you should do. That's fascinating because we've had some conversations along the way about that. So how do you utilize that data? But it, it, it's it's the interpretation of it. Yeah, it would be silly. I mean, I mean, I've been fortunate in the time I've been there. But for me to look at Eric Sprolstra, who's been with the Heat for 29 years and a head coach for 16 years, saying, no, no, this is what you're supposed to do because the data says that. I, that, that would be foolish. Right. Um, right. And, and, and I wouldn't believe that, to be quite honest. I believe his intuition and Pat Riley, you know, with, with his 50 years, you know, working in professional basketball, there, there's just so much more to it. So much. And, and it's different. I mean, there may be other areas within within business where the data rules, right? That's not the case. We're simply another tool right. that we put at the disposal for those people to, to guide decisions. Well, but it's remarkable to think about, you mentioned all the roles that you're leading in this area. I mean, it's, I don't think the average person really has an understanding of what's going into this. I mean, it's complex. Yeah, well, data, I mean, it's one of the things I've been fortunate. Maybe it's, you know, earlier I touched every part of the organization, whether it's working with trainers, whether it's working with our strength staff, uh, performance staff, the coaches, our, our front office, our scouts. Data helps in every single area. And then there's devices that collect data. So it's a matter of how my team will help interpret the way they want it to be interpreted because there's also data you can use in different ways. You need the answer yeah. or what you feel data can do for an answer. But then there's also, because we are in sports and we are dealing with people playing the game, there can be a level of, okay, how do you manipulate to get what you see? <laughs> there is a balance. There's a balance. Um, there right. is a balance, but right. you always want the, the ultimate truth. But at the same time, you may not want to share something because you need to lift the player up that day. Right. There's there's ways that you're going to work that, but it does touch across the board in all aspects of the organization. And we're okay to be um, to take the opposite role. That's one of the wonderful things with, you know, that that um, Pat Riley allows, and that is, you know, it's look. I want to know something that I'm not thinking. That that's important. That is important. As opposed to some organizations may say, no, we want everybody to be in line. That's we we have that that opportunity. Those and, are and blind spots, right? Yeah. Those, those, the, and, and that's why he's such a great coach because he wants to know where those blind spots are. Right? Yeah, it's 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 important for our organization to be able to, again. Um, information is information. The more information you get, it's it, it is better. It's just a matter of how you're going to disseminate, and how you're going to make decisions from that information. Right, and that's and that's the uh, the ultimate challenge. And so, back to AI for a moment. Sure. I mean, I, I just continually. Think about the AI component. It, it, you know, 2022, ChatGPT, OpenAI, it's transformed the world and accelerating this pace of innovation on every level. How do you see, see AI, AI, generative AI, impacting the work that you're doing? Yeah, well, AI is a, a really large sector. And I think there's a misunderstanding and, and, and you know, let's go specific to sports. Yeah. We're very fortunate in having, you know, in working for an organization in the NBA. 
And we've actually been using AI technology for over a decade. Is that right? Yeah. So, so there are lots of things. If you were to just go to like the website, you'd see simple things where it may talk about how if two players come together, did they pat, did they just cross each other? Did they, was it now basketball terms? Like, was it a pick and roll? Was it a screen? How it was? And they're creating this artificial intelligence that can just do that for every single game. So we're bringing in that data now, 10 years ago, um, and right up until this year, and this is the innovation aspect of it. Um, we've been using products that allows us to know where every player is on the court, um, center mass, 30 times per second. And so we have a team that looks into that, but we also are using um, AI that is making decisions for us and putting what we call markings on the data, and we're able to look at it in a different way. Well, you know, in the innovation of the NBA, we've now moved and we have continued to progress in that situation, in, in that particular landscape. And now with the new technology that we're still working through, and that is we now have 30 points per player, 50 times per second. So we know where appendages are in different parts of the body, and that will lead into performance. So we're, the, the innovation is in the AI aspect is definitely already at the league level for us and we continue to push it. And then we take subsets of that, which would be machine learning. Sure. And now we're taking that data and we make predictive models on different things that I'm not really gonna go into. <laughs> but, uh, but obviously we gotta have our own secret sauce. <laughs> but, um, but, but those are the types of things that we're able to do. And, and I'm fortunate to have a good team below me that's able to look at different things and create machine learning models. And, you know, we're not, you know, we touch base on neural networks and things such as that, but um, it, it's, you, you're always trying to stay ahead because the rules are such, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's about winning yeah. and you can only win between the margins. So the more we can investigate those margins, the more hopefully it are those margins becoming smaller and smaller. Is yeah. it? Yeah, they are. So those, those 50, 50 points per second on where, on, on what, where everything is happening on the court. Is that, is it becoming that detailed? Um, it's available to us. It's available to so, you. So there's a level, the conversation always comes up in our world is when is there too much data? And, and I will be honest, five years ago, six years ago, there was a hard discussion. Like, are we getting too many data sources? And that was kind of where this analytics team came from because now there is no such thing because we can weed out and we can work through that information. Oh. But there was definitely a time where right. We were wondering, like, okay, are we getting pulled in too many directions? Right. But now because we can take all of that information and put it in, create machine learning models, and it only makes it better. And the more data we get, the better it becomes. Coach, you were a coach. Oh, you still are a coach. You'll always be a coach, right? Yeah. And yet you're leading up this analytics team. And it's profound what I've heard already in this interview. I mean, it's, 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 it's beyond beyond what you can imagine before you know i mean I, I was expecting an incredible interview but i'm blown away by these insights so as a coach what are the elements of that that you feel help you to really synthesize what's important um in the data honestly it's the people i work with. Mm -hmm. it's they're not necessarily my ideas they're it's it's, it's the relationships at, at the end of the day it's still about the relationships and the fact that we've had people, I'm at 21 years, but I'm kind of in the upper middle within our organization on the basketball side, which is more of an, um, you know, kudos to, yeah. to, to ownership and, yeah, and, sure. and front office from that standpoint. But 
it's really the relationships and understanding what they're looking for. There, there are times where we will absolutely go on our own and we will just start to hunt and look for different trends, whether it's across the league, whether it's on players, whether it's players to draft, and we'll, we'll do some of our own things. But really, it's, it still starts with the relationships and knowing what you want throughout an organization. Um, so that's really what it is. Um, and, and because I've been there longer, I've known them, the people there since they either started or have had a long enough relationship. That's really interesting that you're relating back to the people because it's always we're talking about data, we're talking about technology, we're talking about all these things, but you're relating it back to the people. And by the way, the NBA is a people business. Mm -hmm. It's individuals that are on those courts. And so the performance is one piece, but you're taking that and synthesizing it back with your team. Yeah, and the other part, even just, you know, obviously with, with what this has to do with, we're talking about also health, we talk about performance. I mean, these are also people, right? So they're spending a certain amount of time on the court and we're working with them, And but but these are these are adults that have thing issues or uh, a life outside of it. So in ways that we can help with wellness and things that create data and ways that can help them as individuals, that yeah. can slowly go into things, but on an individual basis. So we work at the team level as well as try to, to help as much as we can on the individual level. That's incredible to hear. So it's a holistic approach. There's a level to that, yes. Incredible. The Miami Heat values this, what you refer to as a culture of innovation, right? That's the thing. And so other examples that you can share with our global audience that are you know, examples of that, 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 that exemplify the organization's commitment to that. I, I, you know, it, it sounds going to sound very repetitive, but it goes back to the people. Um, it really, really does. And, and, you know, when you have an ownership that is that is in play as long as it is, and you have Pat Riley there for 29 years and Eric Spolster there for 29 years and our head of media relations there for 29 years. And then our general manager there started as an intern in year one with the Miami Heat. And that's what I'm saying. So myself at 21 years, I, I'm in an area where there's probably 10 to 12 people in the offices upstairs and I'm probably only been there the um second shortest wow so you kind of you know and even even in our coaching staff you have former players so it's really about this this understanding what our culture is and it comes from the people yeah and then you're able to innovate within this and adapt and we're always sharing information of course you know data can play a part in it and that's but that's just on court and trends but it's again it's it's it sounds like I'm skirting the question. I'm really not. It really, it really goes back to the people and understanding, hey, we have to innovate within what's important to us. Because as soon as you lose what's important to your own organization, that's when you can stray. And, and that's one of the, like I said, the strengths of the people that I work with. I completely agree. And, and so I'd like to shift just a bit to collaboration. Mm -hmm. So IdeaGen is all about collaboration. Uh, the folks, the, the 30 plus speakers in Miami for this summit, in all the summits, the thousands of speakers have come through from ambassadors to Olympians to leaders in sports, et cetera, all have something in common. They have a commitment to collaboration. Brian, I'd like to ask you, why is collaboration so critically important to you and to the heat? Yeah, and it's it's something that's just, like I said, it's still top down. It really is. Um, you know, there's, there's always going to be, you're talking about a player, and it, what's important is, how does a staff member connect to a player? And now you have, I, I can't be so, so I may be um, an authority on data, 
But at the same time, if a player rolls an ankle, I'm not going to go in and say, well, the data shows if you do this with an ankle, this is going to happen. We're going to defer to our head trainer and our trainer is going to make those decisions. So now there becomes, okay, can we look at performance data or when that tweak happened based on camera information and different data so that we can be aware in an acute versus chronic injury? And then how long does that person work within our coaches and what they can do? And now our coaches and our trainers are collaborating with our performance person. And it's it's a constant dialogue. We, we That's the one thing that, that's been very successful. The, the collaboration is because there's a constant dialogue and there's lots of crossing paths with different people so that you're always aware. It's it's very important to us in our organization. If a player walks in the door, by the time, if we're aware, the first person they make contact with, if they're aware that there was something that was that's ailing them or happening, they're going to be, by the time they would get to the training room, it's spread. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's again, it's about it's about the individual and, and that collaboration has to happen again. And so you're taking this data and you're sharing it with the experts that can actually utilize it. Correct. And then they influence what they're really looking for. So um, I can take one of my analysts and they can create, they can look at, now I'll get a little silly on it, but they could look at load, accelerations, decelerations, and everyone has a different opinion as to what creates performance and load and wear on a body. At the same time, what really matters is the person that is looking at that within our organization, how they view it. So rather than have our individuals say, well, this is what it says, they'll share that information. But really what matters is whether it's our PT or a trainer or a performance director saying, no, this is what we want. This is the only number that we care about. We're going to make decisions off this. And that's where that continual conversation, it's ongoing. And so you have a diverse roster. You have a diverse roster, and so how do you manage that with all the data and analytics pieces? There, there, there's a lot of levels to roster construction. Um, you know, you're talking about having individuals that are 19 years old on a team, along with players that are. Well, last year we had a 19 and 40. That's a lot of different life <laughs> if you think about it. So, so you're you're going to approach each individual later, but again. It's, it starts with the relationship of what particular coach or trainer has a relationship with an individual and then how they digest information. So that's that's that aspect of it. You know, then you're looking at whether it's, you know, looking at predictive analysis to who you want to add to your team. Right. You know, what, what might be good in it, recommended in a draft that might fit what's important mm-hmm. to us, because what's important to us may not be important to another team. Or you can take the speed of the current players and you say, we need someone maybe a little bit faster. That's a simplified. Yeah. But it can all go into something. that the, you know, right. So you know, it doesn't mean they use their speed. Right. They might be faster in moments. doesn't mean they use it all the time. And so you don't, so there's, like I said, there's, there's a lot of different lenses to look through. And, and the key being is that you may have to put this one against this one against this one against this one. And then again, analytics are a tool. Yeah. in order to help guide those that are extremely good at what they do. I want to follow up and ask you this. Are you feeling like you're keeping up with this? Or is it accelerating so much that, that like for anybody, it, it, like, yeah. it, 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 it's just a question that I have as a follow-up. Um, no, it's a, it's a very fair question. I would say, yes, we, I feel that we are because we're going to do things at our we, okay. we we have done things a certain way with the Miami Heat. We are continuing to always evolve. Right. And that's very important. So there may be things, there may be, even in technology, there may be a product that I saw five years ago at uh, CES. 
but we weren't in it. We're not going to like force feed it because it's the latest and greatest and newest. Right. It may not be ready for our organization. Our organization may not be ready for it at that time. So it's very important to know what is important. There's only so many asks you can do. If you continually say, okay, we want you to do this, and then we want you to do this, and then we want you to do this, and do this, and do this. And they're all great assessments on their own. But to then bring them in, it's it ends up being too much, and it becomes lost on the individual. Because it's still about the people. That's right. Wow. That, it's, it, it, I wouldn't have, you know, it, it, coming into the interview, I thought we were going to talk about analytics <laughs> and everything else. But you're talking about the people, which is incredible. I mean, and it's elementary, right? It's it's how you know our organization has been shaped, but Incredible. again, it's it's still we're always trying to innovate. We don't like to be you know, to the original question of you know can you keep up? Yes, but we keep up on on our pace and what's important to us, and and that's really what we 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 know what matters to our organization. And sometimes we can lose our way, sure. or we want to bring something new in, and we can play and test. And sure, 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 for that route. What about community engagement? Let's shift to that for a moment. So how are you utilizing community engagement uh, tools with the analytics to engage the community that you serve? So that, that's, and I'm comfortable with it within our organization, um, having been there. It's, it's I, I work solely on the basketball side of things. So I'm working more on, on the direct players, but at the same time, we have created like simple apps in order to help the conversation or, or, or help with some of the athletes on things. Um, but even as far as fan engagement goes, um, you know, that's one of the things that our business side and the organization is they're winning awards every year. They're, they're from a marketing standpoint, from an app development standpoint, and things are doing in the way they are connecting and being in touch with our fan base because without our fan base, we don't have that success. And then we do make, demands on our players um, to be out in the community. Sure. And, and we, we also like to bring in people that want to be in the community, right? That, that's important too. But, but there are different um, aspects that, that the business side is doing. Um, the Miami Heat app, you know, we're, we're ticketless. We've been that way for a very, very long time. And as you know, anything that you're doing in an app, it's not about the app, it's about the data. Right. And you're making decisions off that as to how you, what's a good day to have this event? When are there too many people here? When are there not? How do you deal with concession stands? How do you, how do you deal with carousels? How do you do a security? Everything like that. So that is about to make the fans experience better, better. So there's, there's a strong, strong data set. And in fact, on the basketball side, we even work with um, our strategy suite so we can pivot people to the basketball side at certain times of the year or as things are needed. So it's, it's, it's very much a, you know, it, it, it flows. And just a final question. So the the analytics that you're producing and, and collecting, collecting and disseminating, et cetera, is that also fed to the networks for their data? No. Or no. No. That's a completely separate um, thing that happens. So they may have basic access mm. to what we're already using, um, but it may be more website based or you know, you always hear you you know, an announcer say, Oh, well, and you get this crazy Statistic, right? Well, they're working with other people that are that are looking at different things and different history, products. et cetera. Exactly, but they're also they have access to the base level. They don't need right to create predictive models. Right, 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 they right. they just need what creates a story. And again, they're about the story. What story. what story are they trying to create? How do they enhance that situation? Right. So we may have a side visit at times with our internal okay. um, and just help them understand certain aspects of analytics, but that it, it is completely separate. So, Brian, as we conclude this interview, I would love you to be able to articulate to the global audience 
Where do you see this all going? What's your call to action for folks around the world that are interested in the heat and the work that you're doing? What What is that call to action? I, I that'd be a tough one to say. I mean, it's um, you know, it can analytics. It continues to grow in sports. It's having a much larger, larger role, and you know, the biggest thing that we're looking for is we're always looking for things that continue to innovate and push us and make us look this direction and look this direction and then keep our strength with that focus. But um, there, there are lots of opportunities, you know, moving forward. There certainly are. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's doing I talked at the beginning analytics, whether it might be in healthcare, whether it's in finance, whether it's it's working with some of the same things, but it just maybe it seems a little more fun to the people around you. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's growing. It's, um, I don't know that people think, Oh, analytics has taken over. I think it's a, that's a, that's an unfortunate narrative, right? Because again, it's still to have the success. It's still about people and how you use it. And again, it's a tool, but, um, it's a pretty powerful tool. Well, coach Brian Hecker, Miami Heat changing the world. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Amazing interview. Thank you.